ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ of pod to is that, what we, is that what we do here we cast pod oh wow that's pretty cool cast pods this pods multiple oh multiple pods multiple pods multi-pods that's what multi-pod. that's what the network was going to be called at first multi-pod okay just like multi-pass from the fifth mm-hmm. oh, Dennis, multi-pod. but we uh we changed it the last minute how's it going quincy i'm good how are you adam what have you been up to since we recorded last i just got back from phoenix uh, it was hot yeah, it's hot yeah. there. It's hot, hot everywhere, guys. Stay warm or stay cool. I say stay warm in the heat. Stay cool. I'm not a very good weatherman. Stay cool. I, I didn't follow my passion of astrology, so I'm not a weatherman. I apologize. It was a it was a hot week in California last week. Oh yeah, scorcher. Yeah, according to the forecast, it was in the hundreds probably. <laughs> it's a good thing about summer in California. Now we can actually talk as if we're not recording this a week in advance because mm-hmm. we know the weather was hot. Oh yeah, we can always reference it's, that it's from last week. The whole time. Yeah, we have to power through this one because we're we're recording an episode of Unpops. We are, after we are this. champions amongst men. We will make it happen. We're recording an episode of Unpops that you will have already heard by now. By the or, time this or goes may, up, or maybe you haven't, and it's time for you to go and uh, click over and get an old Unpops episode. Yeah. you missed, guys. Come on, go keep up. Go listen to me and uh, Quincy talk to Aphrodite Jones. Aphrodite about the Michael Jackson trial. And the Cosby trial. How much better Michael is than Prince. We talked about all these things. It was great. It was there's great. a reason there's a Prince thing hanging in here and not a Michael Jackson thing. See that, right? You got bad taste, I guess. I mean. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's a fine piece of art, but we could use a little like a thriller jacket mural on this wall. above the Right above the, the Cubs championship plaque. plaque. That'd be nice. As long as it doesn't replace that whiteboard. As you can tell, we're oh, using no, it for I'm, a lot of important I'm, stuff. I'm so excited for the new Unpopped whiteboard. I'll erase that message someday so we can actually use it. No. Got to be vintage, bro. Yeah, that's good. If you erase it, it loses all of its value. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about Zapot. I don't know why I'm saying that with a French accent, because it is a Russian term. Zapatos. And it is Russia's word for war games or war exercises. Those crazy Russians. Those wacky Ruskies. And by the time this goes up, they are one week away from launching another one of their famous war games. I mean, it's I like the fact that they're launching their war games merely weeks after North Korea has launched missiles over Japan and South Korea. Yeah, you know, like this, these things, not not concerning at all, guys. Just you yeah. continue drinking lattes and not paying attention. Yeah, the hardest thing about this network so far, or one of the hardest things, is how fast news moves mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I want this to be a pretty timely thing because it's coming out around the time this event's supposed to happen. But like what you said just now, by the time this goes up, North Korea could be gone. Yeah. Like, for all we know, yeah. like North Korea could just be gone. And people will be like, when did you record this? Jesus! <laughs> That was so long ago. It's like it was 10 days. It just all moves so fast. Yeah, man. We're going to talk about 
Russia's war games, and if we have time, some of the the American ones that are going on, because there was a big. This this is actually let's talk about that first. This is a thing that bothers me. Uh, the United States and South Korea were just doing joint military exercises, mm -hmm. which I don't even think is the proper term for it. But we'll get to that in a second. But they were doing these military exercises, and I had like posted some stuff about it and. The response you always get when you bring stuff like this up is, those happen all the time. It's completely normal. Yeah, because they happen <laughs> in the movies all the time. And it's it's like it does happen all the time, but people have such a base understanding of politics and how mm -hmm. the world works that if something happens all the time, that means it's never a problem. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, these things happen all the time, but a lot of times they're meant to provoke or intimidate an enemy or just to kind of get a grasp on how likely the enemy is to attack you mm -hmm. if you do decide to launch a war. And Russia does it all the time, but the, the one that just happened between us and South Korea, China came out and said, please don't do don't this. Do this. Yeah. Like, this is not the time. We need this show of force right now. And we went ahead with it anyway, and Russia sent fucking bombers to Korea to be a part of our war games. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you bring stuff like this up, and people are like, mm, whatever, it happens all the time. It's like, yeah, sometimes it turns into war. Yeah. So it's a thing you need to monitor when it happens. It's like when you, like, we get these news alerts saying North Korea shot missiles, and anybody who's reading this just blindly goes, oh, well, that was unprovoked. They right, didn't, right. They didn't shoot missiles at Japan and miss, and Japan did not try to intercept the missiles for no, like, that wasn't, they didn't do it for no reason. Right. This is a response to the war games that just went on that weren't supposed to happen. Right. The second response. Yeah. Like, they've responded twice now. Yeah. And, ugh, who knows what our response will be. But, oh, wait till old Trumpy Trump finds out. Because, yeah. you know, he loves... Look, the guy loves uh, any opportunity he can to tweet or go off book in an interview. And he's about to do an, a live interview for Houston in the next day or two yeah. for the relief effort for Hurricane Harvey. You think that's not going to come up now? Yeah. Come on. There will be a lot of North Korea in that Houston speech. So let's talk about this military exercise Russia has coming up. It's happening in the... Well, first, let's talk about war games in general. Okay. What are war games? Basically, they're the employment of military resources in training for... I, said, no, I thought it was a really good movie. It was a good movie. It's good. It's that, wait, too. Wait. I did all of my research on the old war games <laughs> with the computer and strange game. Like, that's what I did. Well, we should just, maybe we should just switch and talk about that. I thought yeah. we were just going to watch it, to tell you the truth. I was like, oh, we're going to watch war we're games. We're going to riff tracks war games? Movie, sounds like fun. Movie night. What? <laughs> it's uh, War games are the employment of military resources and training for military operations, either exploring the effects of warfare or testing strategies without actual combat. And this also serves the purpose of ensuring the combat readiness of garrisoned or deployable forces prior to deployment from home base or home station. The most commonly thought of are field or fleet, which are naval exercises, and this is a full-scale rehearsal of military maneuvers as practice for warfare. Mm -hmm. In a field exercise or fleet exercise, the two sides in the simulated battle are typically called red, simulating the enemy forces, and blue, 
to avoid naming a particular adversary. In my neighborhood, we call them Crips and Bloods. Crips and Bloods. Or, it's all just war games, guys. Or Vice Lords and Disciples if yeah. you're in the Midwest. War games. Uh, this naming convention originates with the inventors of the tabletop war game, the Prussians von Reiswitz. Their army wore Prussian blue, so friendly forces were depicted by the color blue. Easy enough. It's like Battleship now. Yeah. It's, it's just all fun it's just games. games. It's just fun. Why <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think my battleship? That's going to cost your your nation a billion dollars. Yeah. Joint exercises are when several different armed forces of the same nation train together. That's described as a joint exercise. And again, just a little colloquial difference. Joint exercise. My neighborhood. We all smoke and pass the blunt. Right. Around. Right. Pass it around. Mm -hmm. While those involving forces of multiple nations are described as having a combined exercise. So what we just did in South Korea was a combined exercise. Mm -hmm. Also referred to as NATO exercises, coalition exercises, bilateral exercises, or multilateral exercises, depending on who's involved and what military forces. I mean, look, we... Uh, was it Reagan that instilled the, the president's fitness test? Wasn't that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we just love to. This our nation loves to exercise. We're about it. We're we're the one. Why do we? We're one of the healthiest nations on the planet. Let's just be honest, guys. Most most. I learned this from uh, watching Trump. Most healthiest on the, like in the world. Yeah, I think there's never been a nation. There's as never been a as nation as healthy. So when someone says they're going to exercise, we want to exercise too. Yeah. No one knows more about health than us. Yeah. Or exercises. Right. Right. What you want to watch for this month is starting next week, September 14th through 20th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> the armies of Russia and Belarus are set to conduct a joint military exercise. We will have another member Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Carrot Top. Carrot Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all there? Because it's, it's Zapata. Vladimir Putin was the least awful name you listed. <laughs> There will be thousands of troops taking part in this war game, which will be held in both countries and Russia's heavily militarized exclave of Kaliningrad. The Zapad is scheduled, like I said, September 14th through 20th, and will also involve naval and air units operating in and around the Baltic and North Sea. This is a this is not a strategy. Or this is not like a hey, let's let's test our strategy. This is a full-on show of force. Right, and it's coming in a region where, if you look into places, people are worried the next world war might start. Mm -hmm. Russia invading the Balkan regions is one of those things that could kick it off, because mm -hmm. the Balkan states, most of them are NATO members. And if Russia invades them, that puts, has to step in. that puts us on the spot to where we kind of have to step in and fight against Russia, or I guess I don't know, or what. Like, the thing is, if, if these nations are members of NATO and we don't step in and honor our part of the agreement to pr help protect our sister nations, other members of NATO will then take offense to that. And right, right. Not only will they be at, at war with Russia or, you know, at least engaged in some sort of confrontation, we are now on the opposite side of that. We're, they're going to be right. upset with us, too. And we'll lose our alliances with a lot of other countries yep. because they won't trust us to uphold our end of the bargain when they're in trouble. But by all means... And all while Trump is in charge. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Okay. By all means, make us an isolationist nation, libertarians. Oh, boy. Fucking idiots. 
This year's Zapod is coming during increasing political tension and economic sanctions against Russia over the 2014 Ukraine invasion. Mm -hmm. Russia has stated that there will be 13,000 troops involved in the exercise. However, NATO believes they purposefully, uh, they're purposefully underestimating this amount, and that it could be up to 100,000. And the reason they're doing that is in 2011, NATO and Russia came to an agreement that all war games that involved over 13,000 people would be inspected by the other side. And the reason they did this is because Russia in the past has used these war games to covertly move or upgrade weapons, personnel, supplies in order to stage actual invasions. Mm -hmm. That's what they did when they uh, annexed Crimea. It's what they did when they invaded Georgia. Mm -hmm. They did these big war exercises first, and they were like, no, it's fine. We're not bringing that many people. You don't have to come watch. And then as soon as they got there, they were like, <laughs> just kidding. It's war now. Yeah. We're here. And that's... I mean, I mean if you're going to put on your party dress, you might as well dance. <laughs> exactly. You know? You might as well. NATO has accused Russia of lying about its numbers in the 2013 Zapod to keep not NATO from observing and allowing them to use it as a guise, and they believe that they're planning to do the same thing this year. Or are they? Or are they? <laughs> In response to Russia, the United States has made moves to shift forces so they can observe military Russia's military trainings. So now we're over there now, which, great, great. That's, we have time for that. We have time for a whole other war, right? Yeah, most definitely. We've got, we've got so many wars brewing on so many fronts. I mean, for fuck's sake, uh, we just, what, Trump just announced that we need to increase our military presence in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, it was Tuesday. Yeah, and that's, ugh, don't even get me started. Because that, what that's doing is he's rallying up the, the half of his base that, isn't racist mm -hmm. because I feel like what he wants is for that half of his base to go out and protest and get attacked by the left for being Nazis. Mm -hmm. So he can really shit on the left and say, Oh look, they attack anyone who opposes anything, even if they're not really Nazis mm -hmm. because we're so wrapped up in Trump supporters are all Nazis. No, some of them are people who just want us to be an isolationist nation that doesn't mm -hmm. intervene in the affairs of other governments, which is also not a, completely workable or smart option yeah, like they're not a, but but again we've got idiots named cletus making decisions about you know how a government should work yeah yeah Ugh. this is fun this is fun uh <laughs> the uh for fuck's sake i'm sorry to distract from this for a moment but the man did the man said there were some okay nazis in a speech on television in a Two days later, he had a packed-out arena in Arizona chanting for him. I give up, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. It's, I'm fucking done. Yeah, it's and the fact that he sh he pardoned that sheriff and said he was a good American who was protecting our borders. That's what the president tweeted about this piece of shit that he pardoned. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's 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 bad times. But let's get back to Russia. Okay, guys. Back yeah, to Russia. Hey. <laughs> the U.S. is going to put ships in the Baltic Sea and take over NATO's air policing in the region ahead of the exercises in August and September. Which is happening now. The U.S. military estimates that 70 to 100,000 Russian troops could take part in the exercise 
adding that the Russian military could also take the opportunity to upgrade certain equipment permanently stationed in the region. Specifically, they expect the Russian missile defenses in Kaliningrad to be permanently upgraded with nuclear-capable Iskander ballistic missile systems. Just what we need. And this is all for the. This is all for exercise. All for exercise. show. Exercise. Don't worry, America. I mean, They're yeah, just yeah. showing off. I mean, sometimes you gotta break out the heavy weights. You know, we're trying to get gains. Yeah. This is about yeah. gains. These exercises are about gains. They're not about you know maintaining. This is gains, right? Yeah. Now. You got company coming over. You put the good China out. I will say this though. No matter how much tension there there will be during these joint exercises and uh, on opposing sides, that. Volleyball, that beach volleyball game is gonna be amazing. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Russia versus U.S. soldiers, slow motion. Tom Cruise is gonna show up for some reason. Yeah, that volleyball game is gonna be great, guys. The Russians are all gonna be on steroids. Oh, of course, we're they gonna are. be training natural out in the woods, dragging logs around, <laughs> punching. We're gonna be punching sides of meat. Yeah, drinking raw eggs, sides of camel. I guess I don't know <laughs> what's in the ball. What, what's what's a large animal near the Baltics? Fucking Russians, punching know. Russians, man, punching Russians. Uh, the Iskander system can launch missiles with a range of 100 miles. It's been deployed to Kaliningrad before, but a permanent installation in the area could prompt the Baltic states to up their missile defenses in the region, adding to the political strife. Oh, boy. The U.S. has stated that they could deploy the Patriot surface-to-air missiles during the exercise. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good times yeah, there. I mean, but they're the Patriots, though, so we got to go with them. You know? Right. Well, so they're the Patriots, so they're going to win. At well, least. at least they're going to cheat. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, we win. There you go. So there's that. It is possible that Russia will also use this Sapad to test the resolve of NATO. NATO's future has been uncertain after mixed messages from Trump during the election and his presidency. Funny how that meant how uh, somehow American politics is still caught up in this, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that happens. It's it's I think Trump at NATO is still one of the scariest things about his administration because pulling out of NATO is going to have so many consequences for so many things and on the one hand I get it other countries are supposed to be able to do what they like you don't intervene in other countries affairs but sometimes you have to. Mm. I feel like it's a thing sometimes we should do more but just not for the reasons we do it. Like we shouldn't be invading countries over oil. And that's usually what it is. We never really invade a country on human rights grounds. Oh, God, no. I mean, well, I mean... Not anymore. Yeah, definitely not anymore. I mean, we'll, we'll see the reports, but we'll, we won't really do anything unless we have a vested interest in running their economy. Or we'll say it's on human rights grounds. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Venezuela. We'll, make, we'll make that as the excuse. Like, oh, the Venezuelan people are suffering. What are we doing to help them out? Because, you know, we could, like, send food and aid to the people if they're suffering. Oh, no, they're suffering. No, let's put sanctions on them. Yeah, we got to put sanctions on them because they're suffering. Yeah, that's literally how people are like, how did you know the Venezuela thing was going to happen? The first time I saw an article about Trump being concerned about human rights in Venezuela, I was like, oh, we're going to invade them pretty soon. Because he doesn't give a shit about human rights. The same way when George Bush was talking about he, he was trying to feed, want to make sure you can feed your family. Oh, no. No, no. Well, there was no such thing as a Bush who cared about the average human being. This is bullshit. Yeah. There's something more to this. Yeah. Yep. That's real. So the Trump caused some alarm in Europe after he was slow to explicitly endorse NATO's central promise of collective defense, known as Article 5. 
He also demanded member states up their military spending and suggested he wouldn't defend them unless they did. Yeah, Trump caused alarm in Europe after he was slow to explicitly endorse NATO's central promise of collective defense, known as Article 5. He also demanded member states pay up their member states up their military spending and suggested he wouldn't defend them unless they did. Jeez. But he has since softened his approach, but he's unpredictable. Has he though? Because we got that Nikki weirdo. Yeah, she's kinda, over like we got those are the type of people he has in charge right now. So he's softened, but the people he has making the decisions are just as idiotic as him, if not yeah. more so. Yeah, Nikki Haley's not soft. <laughs> For goddamn sure. She is intense. Expert Jonathan Eyal stated, Russia is reminding us that the Baltic states are relatively indefensible. They want to see where the cracks are in NATO and where they can be widened. Well, yeah, that's what Russia does. They either get in, then they try to manipulate elections as they are wont to do. Right. Or they will show heavy amounts of military force to push your hand. Because if Putin can set up 100,000 troops in the Baltics, and there's not uh, not enough of a show of force to make him consider backing off. You think he's just you're not gonna move a hundred thousand people away in in a day? Yeah, he'll, he'll just keep all of a sudden it's like, well, I mean, we can we, let's hang out here. The weather's nice. Yeah, yeah, and it does kind of feel like we're being tested. Mm -hmm. At least the NATO. I th I think the he's testing NATO theory is probably pretty sound mm -hmm. because NATO forever has been the one thing kind of keeping that regime from just running. All Russia, over fucking yeah, yeah. Europe. I saw one uh, clip. He was talking uh, about the upcoming. Uh, Putin was talking. I said he. Putin was talking about the upcoming exercises, and someone was saying that does he feel nervous if there's a response? And he's like, no, we can choke anybody. <laughs> our, our military power can choke any nation. You have not. Why would I be worried? Like just smugly and like just like a like Lex Luthor level. Yeah. Oh Jesus. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, we can choke any nation. So let's talk. Let's talk quick about Russia's history of war games. These zapods, which is their word for it, they take place approximately. That is our word. Every four years, and were officially revived in 1999. It's their World Cup because they suck at soccer. Yeah, zapod means West in Russian, and they are basically war exercises against Western foes. That's us, Quincy. Shouts out to the whiff. Russia can also plan snap exercises and has done so in recent years. Unlike the long-scheduled Zapad drills, they require no advance notice. The Zapad has its roots in large military drills carried out by the Soviet Union in the late 70s and the 80s. Shouts out to the 80s when, when there was so much artillery artillery in the streets. So know? many weapons. Oh, just man. everywhere. everywhere. Insane. Tanks and helicopters for days. For days. The first Zapod took place in 1977. The purpose was to test their new concepts of management by Soviet high <laughs> command and to develop strategies for deployment of Warsaw Pact forces in the Western theater. Conclusions, the theater. The theater. Conclusions drawn from this exercise subsequently helped the Soviets to force through in the Warsaw Pact form the new wartime command structure. Mm. Zapod 77, as they called it, I hope there's t-shirts, like oh, ringer t-shirts. Z77. Zapod 77, I was there. Yeah. Zapod 77 had the character of an operational exercise with a limited armed forces and mainly involved command chiefs, staffs, and their communications and security elements 
with only a small number of combat units. Well, I mean, maybe maybe the Zapod started with the right intention of, you know, just a little war practice. Just, just wanna, We want to make sure we're sharp. a little you know? refresher. You know, we want to get out on the court. We want to stretch out. We want to warm up. See if we still got it. We don't want to get in the game. No. But I'm a retired I'm a retired champ. I want to know if I still got the I still got the magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. It's it understandable. Nice. It was nice. It's perfectly understandable. Yeah, this is fine. So in December 1980, the Soviets conducted secret military exercises to test the viability of a plan to invade Iran. Just what we need. I guess they went with Afghanistan instead. Uh-oh. Uh, the exercise was carried out in Soviet territory just north of Iran. Senior Soviet military officials tested communication systems that would be used and acted out the roles they would play in such an invasion. The exercise did not involve a significant buildup of Soviet troops on the Iranian border or any large-scale movement of Soviet forces. The United States intelligence community was aware of the exercises. Reports released in 1986 cite the exercise as one of the reasons Ronald Reagan's administration's Sold weapons to Iran. I, Quincy, come on. the Russians are the reason there's crack in Los Angeles. <laughs> Do the ma- follow the money. I follow the money. I I will uh, have to call fake news there because I heard several sound bites where Ronald Reagan went on record saying he never sold arms. Oh, that's right. He never. Yeah, sold on. I forgot. He fake news this. Yeah, this is fake news. He shot this down. Oh yeah, that, that didn't happen. I'm sorry, America. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Where that... is my journalistic integrity? Yeah, like I'm sorry that we had to involve the Russians in all of this gobbledygook. They were there were no weapons sold to Iran because <laughs> of the Russians possibly invading. None of that happened, but they would never, never. Zapod nineteen eighty one. I thought these happened every four. Oh, well, yeah, 77 to 81. Z81, baby. Z81 took place in September 81. Unlike Zapod 77, it resembled a classic two-sided military exercise and involved large-scale combat units of all branches of the armed forces, including S-20 missile units. It involved a total of well over 100,000 troops, possibly as many as 150. I mean, Z88 is really like WrestleMania 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the one. Yeah. You look yeah. back at WrestleMania and you go, this is... This is where it will never be this big name. again. You know? Like, yeah. You know, you, you hope to get 100,000 troops. No. We had like 150. Stories are different depending on who you talk to. Yeah. But this is this is the pinnacle. I feel like Nikolai Volkov's performance at Zapod 81 is what got him in the WWE eventually. Well, most definitely. That's what brought him up. Yeah. Him yeah. Up in the ranks. People saw that. Yeah. Brought him on over. The Soviet Union also, or the goal of this Zapod was to test new weapon systems for further development, but also they were using it as a show of force towards NATO. Oh, yeah. When you which, bring 150... You bring 154 reasons. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people. I mean, the same way when uh, for this, for Z17, coming soon, they said 13, but they're expecting 100. There's a reason why they're expecting 100. Yeah. There's a video. Let's look at this video of them. Jeez. That's a video of them. This is the Zapod 81 video. Oh, no, this is is great. I love this video because it's set to music where you're like, this could be the scariest thing you've ever seen or a new Rage Against the Machine video. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's got great, it's got great background music, so I'm sold. And it, it does look, it looks impressive. The, those soldiers are all really short, but I figure that's what we'd be up against if we ever invade North Korea, too. I thought Russians were taller than this. Oh, no, only the good ones. 
Oh, well, we wouldn't be fighting the good ones. Yeah, yeah, they keep those locked up in the Kremlin or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This war game looks a lot like a war. It just looks like a straight-up war. There are... Am I mistaken? <laughs> back when the... During... Are they the, bombing each other? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it's perfectly fine. Nobody was harmed in the making of this uh, war game. Sure. Didn't they show actual scenes of war in the original MASH intro on television? Which was kind of disturbing when you think about it, because like there were real explosions in the background. People were most likely dying during that. Oh, show. were they? Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't like Mash that much. Didn't like Mash? No. Huh. I know that's. I know that's a. Hey man, you didn't play Zelda. You didn't like Mash. This is this is more about you than anything else. I played the first first Zelda game. That's the only one you played. Yeah. Guys, the views of Adam Todd Brown do not reflect. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's let's fade this video out. So yeah, that's that's kind of what these war games look like. They look like war. This exercise in particular was criticized by the U.S. for violating the Helsinki Final Act of notification of military exercises. Hey man, you gotta fill you gotta fill out your paperwork. Fall in. Triplicate. Fucking fall in line, Russia, yeah, Jesus. The Soviets had notified the U.S. of the exercise, but much like today, lied about the numbers and the size of the exercise. Well, I mean, every guy lies about the number and the size. You know, like, that's just what we do. That's true. We're men. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. That is true. Sorry. In November 1983, this time NATO and the U.S. were the ones holding war exercises. They wanted to simulate the transition from regular war to nuclear war, because who doesn't want to see that? Hmm. During the exercises, NATO changed its readiness condition to DEFCON 1, the highest level. The Soviets interpret, interpreted the simulation as a ruse to conceal a first strike and readied their nukes. What the hell? Okay. So. Nukes were not launched, but it came close. Well, I mean, we will have nukes on the battlefield this time around. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be bringing them this time. Yay! Probably got them on those ships we have. Over in the in the Baltics, right? In now. the Baltics. Good time. I'm I'm not scared at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Zapod in, in 1999. There was another Zapod. You know what they called it, Quincy? Zapod 99. Z99. Yeah. The timing of this exercise, the eve of the 48th anniversary of the Wormox launching of Operation Barbarossa, mm. was intentional. It involved the headquarters and command structures of five military units and three fleets, about 50,000 command and staff personnel, set in the Baltic, the scenario envisioned NATO-launched aggression against Russia and its allies, mm. including 450 aircraft of the enemy's tactical and strategic aviation and 120 guided missiles striking Belarus. With Kaliningrad's conventional defenses weakened under the impact of these precision strikes, Russia responded with limited nuclear strikes by cruise missiles launched from Tu-95 and Tu-160 bombers against the countries whose territories the offensive was launched. That's a problem. I like, I, I enjoy that they were limited nuclear strikes. I'm glad you brought Small. that up. I am... Anytime. <laughs> I am uh, glad you brought that up, because that won't be the first of these that ends with Russia going, you know what, let's just nuke these people. That's just, I mean, and again, guys, limited nuclear means like hot pocket, not, yeah. you know, so, not, not burned in the microwave, just overly warm. Just a little nuclear. Yeah, your tan's going to be, you're going to get that George, what's it, the George, the, the bronze guy. Oh, uh, George. Uh, I can't remember names. Yeah, I can never. I always want to say George Harrison, but it's definitely not George Harrison. Old, you guys know what I'm talking about. Old white guy, really bronze tan. Yeah. Gross. You know who we mean? Trump? 
Trump. Yep, there Trump, you go. Yeah. Trump tan. Trump tan. In 2009, Russia conducted a Sapad with the help of Belarus. The purpose of these exercises were to defend against Poland by practicing amphibious deployments and simulating nuclear missile attacks. Uh, Zapods are supposed to be defensive in nature, but regularly look offensive, just as this one appeared to be a practice run for an invasion of Poland. A lot of people tell me I'm, a, I'm unapproachable at the club, you know? We, yeah, we can sympathize. I look offensive. I'm really defensive, guys. I'm just an introvert. Maybe Russia's just an introvert and we're just getting them wrong. It could be. They should take a, take a those glasses BuzzFeed off. quiz and share the results <laughs> so we would know. Uh, the operation also involved the simulated suppression of an uprising by a national minority in Belarus. Gotta, always got to look out for an uprising. That's, yeah. just, that's, that's rule number one. Make sure there's no uprising. Make sure you know how to, how, how to put those down. Hell yeah. It's also important to note that this all took place on the 70th anniversary of the Soviet invasion of Poland. Not even a... I, you know what? Kowinky dink. Yeah. Just a, just a little kowinky dink. How could they have known? I mean, that you would have to like you know study history, know your know your own country's history. Who does? And still be a disgustingly terrible regime. Yeah. To to do this on the 70th anniversary, but I don't think they put those two together. No, no, definitely. That's not. giving that's giving the Russians way too much credit, and I don't. I refuse to do that. No, that's how you defeat an enemy. You don't give them enough credit, and you just hope it goes away. That's how we. That's why Trump didn't get elected. In 2013, Russia and Belarus were at it again. This time, they simulated defense from armed terrorists moving in from the Baltic. Moscow's official statistics put the number of troops at around 12,000. Foreign analysts, however, estimated that between 70 and 90,000 soldiers took part in okay. 2013. I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. I think the Russians are using a metric system. Oh, shit. That could I be. I think their numbers are exactly what they're supposed to be. But right. the conversion We're not converting it. from Russian to regular is like, for them, what 70,000 for us is actually 12 for them. That makes perfect sense. That's why they get so drunk. Like, I say, hey, how many shots did you have? I had two. They actually had 12, see? Right, right. Because they, their shots are in Celsius. They're, they, they're using measuring cups right. as a shot because, again, it's just about conversions. Guys. It's an honest mistake. Simple lack of communication. I'm so glad we figured this out. We did. We saw That's your recipe for this week. <laughs> world peace. <laughs> just listen a little and, more. And, and the recipe for world peace is putting vodka into a measuring cup and drinking it. Yeah. And America converting to the metric system. There you go. Apparently. Which never. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. So in 2013, they do this other exercise with Belarus, and it was estimated that 70 to 90,000 soldiers took place in the exercise. Even more troubling, the Russian military displayed the use of new tactics and technologies, such as scouting drones. Oh, damn, they got drones now? And they were later used in Crimea in eastern Ukraine and Syria. The 2013 exercise, which how did this happen? Ended with a mock nuclear strike against Sweden. What the fuck did Sweden do? Didn't, didn't, didn't come up off them chocolates. I want to play this war game and see how it ends in bombing fucking Sweden. Hey, man, sometimes Swiss Miss pisses you off. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I, uh, have you ever dated a Swedish woman? Maybe she had it coming. Oh, oh hey, hey, hey. The kitchen and make me a sandwich. Hey. Thank you, Howard. They don't have sandwiches in Sweden, I don't think. 
Are they everything's a meatball there, isn't it? Yeah, probably something like that. Omelet meatballs. So shortly after the 2013 exercise in March 2014, uh, Russia invaded Crimea. Just of course they did. Just before, in late February 2014, Russia had held a snap exercise along the Ukraine border. Some 150,000 troops allegedly took part in the anti-terror drill and remained in the area as Russia annexed the peninsula in March. I, I love how every exercise has about 150,000, but they still don't think we know there's going to be 150,000. Right. Like, to them, it's like, nah, it's 12. Exactly 13,000. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly right. that's all we're sending. That's all we plan for. We've got no catering. need to worry, guys. We've got crafty waiting, and we only ordered enough for thirteen thousand people. So there's no way more could come. Yeah, it, it's just the. You think I'm going to let my people be hungry? No, no. Come on. Yeah, so that's a thing to watch for next week. See if uh, world war erupts in the Balkan states. Because or if not world war, at least Sweden's going to be in trouble for. Yeah, a apparently minutes. Sweden's going to get nuked who next knew, week. Who knew Sweden was a dick until today? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know we need to bomb Sweden. But <laughs> bomb first on your enemies, as as uh, the great Tupac Shakur once said. There you go. Yeah, my fofo make sure all your kids don't grow. Right? Yeah, that's that's a thing to watch for next week. We got to wrap this up so me and Quincy can record another un. We got to talk some more later. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm literally uh, at the start of the Zafads. I'm just gonna hunker down, buy a couple of bottles, like some cases of water, some canned food, and wait for the dust to settle. Yeah, yeah. We'll oh, be at. We'll have a. Do? We'll have a Zafad party. Ooh, Zafad like a like a fight party. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Like I'll that. bring chips. Yeah, we'll get it on pay per view. And by the way, have you had the all-dressed chip from Whole Foods? No. Life-changing. What are they? All-dressed. They're all the flavors. All Bar the flavors? Barbecue, sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar, and ketchup combined. Quincy. It's amazing. That sounds a little over the top. It's, they're life-changing. All right. You get all, they're all the flavors of chip. It's the best thing on the planet. I'll, I'll try them. Shouts out to Whole Foods for keeping me fat. Hey, when does this go up? This will be up on the 8th, so our second Glendale show will have already passed. Uh-oh, that means thank you guys for coming out to the second Glendale show thank at you the Alex Theater. Coming out. Come out to the third one, September hey. 20th. Uh-oh. We have a an insane lineup that includes Josh Denny. Uh-oh. Connor McSpadden. Oh, controversy. Um, Other comics. Oh, people. Other words. people are going to be there. Other Unpops hosts who haven't done the show yet will be doing that one. I'll be there just giving you random sweaty hugs. It'll yep. be great. It's going to be a damn good time. Come out mm -hmm. to that. Alex Theater, September 20th. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7.30. Show starts at 8.00. It's free. Go to eventbrite.com. Search for Unpops to reserve your spot. Hey, uh, we will see you there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, guys, September 22nd, come on out to Nerd Melt at 7 p.m. for the Blame Social Media Show. The lineup includes Tone Bell, Moshe Kasher, Ron Funches. It's going to be a great time. And then on the 26th, I'll be in El Segundo at uh, Taps Beer Room at 8 p.m. Go. Don't leave your wallet. Let's <laughs> 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 song, everybody. But... All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.